0: I'm Mick Torres. I'm Ashley Argoda. And we, we are, are Me smell. smell
1: Today's guest is the incredible 17-year-old Eli Staub. Mick met Eli when he was hosting Burroughs on Broadway.
0: At John Burroughs High School, where Eli is an absolute stud. He has a great future ahead of him. He's an inspiring USC Trojan, which you'll hear us talk about quite a bit, and just such a composed young man. Enjoy our episode with Eli Staub.
1: Hi, oh, Eli. Yeah. Hello. How's it going?
2: I'm doing really, really well. <laughs> um, You're such a trooper. Thank you for doing this. Of course. Thank you for having me.
0: Eli just <laughs> gave us <laughs> 10, <laughs> ten great a... minutes, and yeah. then we, uh, th- yeah, we we had an audio problem, so we're going to take it back.
2: Mm-hmm. Take two.
0: Take two. Eli, thank you for coming over.
2: Again, thank <laughs> you for having me. Yeah. Let's start off with
1: what is Burroughs on Broadway?
0: Oh, okay. Because I don't think we
1: ever explained what Burroughs on Broadway is.
2: All right. So Burroughs on Broadway. So I go to John Burroughs High School. Um, Burroughs on Broadway is our show choir's performance. Um, It's a Broadway review. So we do um, songs from different Broadway performances. Uh, Yeah, we have four different choirs. I'm in the choir Powerhouse, our advanced mixed choir. Um, Yeah, and this year we did The Hunchback of Notre Dame, where I played Quasimodo, the Hunchback. Um, You were incredible.
0: Yeah, you were excellent. <laughs> that's where we met. Thank you. This is my second year hosting, and that's you're the youngest person that we've had and probably ever will have on this mm-hmm. podcast. It's a silly. I worked with your director, Jenny Stratton. Oh, okay. On a show two years ago, we did Into the Woods together. Oh
2: yeah, she was uh, a Little Red red right Yeah, <laughs> okay, she cool. was.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, and she's great. And then she invited me to come to the school. I knew. I did not know what I was saying yes to mm-hmm. at all, and yeah. then I've been so impressed both years at what an amazing program it is, how talented all the students are, mm-hmm. and you've been in that program all four years.
2: All four years.
0: Gone from, now you're the lead in the show, but how how has that progression of high school been for you?
2: Um, pretty cool. So, um, I started in Powerhouse as one of two freshmen. Um, and. Yeah, I kind of worked my way up in the program. Uh, so as far as Burroughs on Broadway goes, freshman year, we did Wicked. Amazing. Wow. Yes. Um, the next year, we did The Secret Garden, which was a great time. Uh, and then uh, last year, we did The Wild Party, where I had, like, my first big Bob role. Bob Burroughs on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Bob Robert. Um, that's, <laughs> the, that's what I call it. Um, and, yeah, last year, I played Burrs in The Wild Party, which is pretty fun. He um, was a kind of insane, depressed alcoholic uh, waving a gun around on stage, which some family members were not too happy with. Um, Oh man. And yeah, so this this year we did the Hunchback. Yeah, probably one of the coolest things I've ever gotten to do. A lot of parkour involved. Uh, We have a huge, huge Notre Dame set um, that I was able to scale and sing in. So yeah, good time.
1: He was scaling it while he was singing, which (laughs) was so impressive. I will admit I was very afraid at some point. Singing. I was like, oh you're singing and you're climbing things and that's terrifying. But you were incredible.
0: Uh your mom, that, that
2: wasn't mm-hmm, I'm incredible. But also he's incredible.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your mom just made a face talking about your mom is in the room. We're are you are you eighteen?
2: I'm seventeen. Yeah, you're Almost a minor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We
0: didn't feel comfortable having you over without your mom <laughs> being here. Uh, <laughs> Hi mom. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here. And you must have made your mom nervous while you were she, she's not mic S- up, but. Some, some nods over there. A yep.
2: Nod. yep.
0: What do you think the most nervous you've ever made her on on stage is?
2: <laughs> you know in in the wild party, perhaps the most uncomfortable part wasn't me waving the gun around. There was there's some kind of some intimate moments on stage (laughs) which was i don't know a lot a lot of a lot of close contact my fight my first time doing that on stage um and ever. um (laughs) and yeah but that, that that was probably pretty uncomfortable um i'm trying to think of other times where I've I've been consciously thinking about like oh I wonder what my what my family think about about this before you move on
0: (laughs) before you move on from that I want to talk to you more about okay so when you're in high school of course like the oldest kids are eighteen so if you're gonna do any show like you're playing a forty year old or a sixty year old Mm.
2: even
0: in both Wild Party and Hunchback I've seen a really impressive maturity from you I would have not guessed that that was your first time. (laughs) Doing that in Wild Party, so I—I I mean, I guess where did that, where does that come from? From you, have you always been sort of, you know, mature intellectual?
2: <laughs> I, when I was in eighth grade, my first exposure to the borough's drama department was in eighth grade. Um, when the drama director, who is awesome and distinguished California Teacher of the Year, Mr. Myers. Um, wow. Yes, uh, he. Was looking for someone who could play a younger role, and so they contacted the middle school, and that was my first exposure to the program, to their to the uh, drama program at Burroughs. And I think I've I've developed the most in the drama program because I've just had more opportunities to um, have kind of my own solo moments. But I think as as far as like intellectual growth, I would say the thing that triggered uh, that path the most I should actually attribute to my good friend Yoni Fogelman, who uh, was also in with he's my other freshman counterpart um who he he challenged me a lot and still does intellectually and as a performer uh he's really into music composition and so he's always asking me questions and I'm super into film um mm-hmm. so I think the discussions with him have kind of kick-started a period of um intellectual growth which I think is really really awesome um and I think I've been able to kind of use that to fuel my performances being able to understand things in a deeper way and I've kind of been playing the younger roles younger goofy sidekick characters since freshman year uh the first adult i played was still a comedy well the play is called dark of the moon and it's dark and horrifying but i played the comedic relief i was like a 70 year old deranged old man named uncle smellaq um that was my first time playing an adult (laughs) uh but yeah my i guess my first time playing an adult and just a really mature character was Burrs in the wild party Mm yeah, and I think after that something clicked, um, and I it just kind of unlocked uh, a new potential in me because something I didn't know I had, uh, and also my voice developed by that point too, where it was deeper and richer, um, and I wasn't the alto I was in eighth grade. <laughs> um, but yeah, just going through high school, developing, maturing, has all kind of contributed to that. Amazing.
0: So in in theater, and then particularly high school theater, you you're going to play ages all over the place. All over, yeah. You said you're really interested in film, where Mm -hmm. there's maybe you can go up five years and down five years. But no,
2: there's not a a whole lot of wiggle room there.
0: A lot less. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, you're about to graduate, so what's your, is film where you're headed? Do, Do you think you'll do theater your whole life?
2: I don't think I would ever be able to let go of theater or of acting. I I don't think that's possible because I love it and has a special place in my heart. Um, But my first passion and my strongest is filmmaking. Uh, So right now I'm working on my college apps. I'm applying to my, well, my dream school is USC. Fight on. Fight on. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, So yeah, USC coasters and (laughs) decorations. Nice. Um,
0: Yeah.
2: um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would like to get a BFA, um, directing, um, maybe, maybe screenwriting, but probably in directing the, the ultimate goal would be being able to write and direct and act in my own stuff, uh, which is pretty big dream, but I think, yeah, I think I'm super passionate about it and I, I, I will find a way. And also I'd, I've also been interested in directing theater and maybe pulling like a lin Momo Miranda kind of thing where it's like you write stuff and you act in it for a theater. So yeah, and I, I, I just feel like it's good to keep all these different opportunities open because ultimately I, I have the end goal and I'm set in that. It's just about what opportunities I'm going to take and what path I'm going to choose to get there. And I've just chosen film mm-hmm. as my way to get there and directing and writing and storytelling. But you know, it all goes hand in hand uh, acting is storytelling, writing is storytelling, directing is storytelling. Um, and ultimately that is what I love to do. So I'm passionate about directing, acting, writing, but it's, it all kind of falls under the same category. So yeah, storytelling is what I want to do for the rest of my life and whether I can do that through acting, directing, yeah.
0: That's, I probably would have given the same answer. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have, have you... Talk to many people who have spent a lot of time in the industry. Do you you, you have mentors you can go to or have?
2: Mentors. Yeah. My dad works at Disney Animation Studios, and that's kind of where I've been exposed to film, not necessarily just Disney, but um, my dad kind of being a film buff and talking about my career and my future, and my mom as well. And I think one huge thing is that recently, um, my dad got accepted and is now part of the Academy um, for motion pictures. So uh, I've been able to interact with a lot of people who are my role models. Most notably, I got to talk to Damien Chazelle, director of La La Land and Whiplash. Yes! um, As well as uh, the composer for all his films, Justin Hurwitz, who I gave Yoni's contact information to. So really, really cool stuff.
1: You're a good friend.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, Justin Herbert hasn't contacted him yet. It's okay. You're still a good friend. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, So I I think I've been able to kind of have conversations with those types. Damien Chazelle is like my biggest role model with Blash in 2001. 2001 is my favorite movie, but Stanley Kubrick is dead. May he rest in peace. Um, But yeah, Damien Chazelle is kind of my biggest role model. And so being able to talk to him, I asked him about um, his upbringing, uh, what kind of like led him down the film path and how he got there. And yeah, and he talked about, you know, keep all those opportunities open. He went to Harvard, um, and he studied like botanical engineering, like I don't know, something not film related, but he took a lot of film courses at Harvard and kind of like just kind of did what he loved, kind of went with the flow. And then he moved back to California, wrote Whiplash, and then the rest is history. Um, wow. so yeah, it's just, it's just... Kind of learning that, you know, you can choose any path to get where you want to go. Um, I just happened to choose film because that was my first passion um, and my first choice. But yeah, so so my dad being able to talk with the Academy people is a huge thing. Also, my teachers, Mr. Jennings for choir, Mr. Myers for drama, have been huge, huge influences. Um, not only in helping develop me as an actor, but yeah, just as a person. Um, and kind of discovering my strengths and weaknesses and what kind of, what I can um, improve on. Uh, yeah, and I have a lot of good talks about the future with both of those awesome men. Um, Mr. Jennings is a USC alum, so that's awesome. Amazing. Um, yeah, and he's been kind of, he's been my therapist through <laughs> the application <laughs> process. Yeah, and both of them, even though I sing for Mr. Jennings and I act for Mr. Myers, they're both really supportive of me kind of choosing a slightly different route. Yeah, I've, I've been really, really lucky for all the mentors I've had. Super lucky.
1: Is there a particular reason you chose USC as your dream school?
2: It all started when I read the Hollywood Reporter top 10 film schools in America list. Nice. <laughs> um, and and then I just kind of did more research. It's the first, it was the first film school. Um, ah. And it's so, so connected to the industry. And then I went on campus for the first time, fell in love with it. I've probably been on the USC campus 15 to 20 times now. (laughs) Uh, Family friend is a professor at Thornton School of Music. So we go to different showcases for that. Uh, I have a really, really awesome friend and role model, Soli, who I love with all my heart, um, is in the film division. So I've been visiting him and he's been consoling me as well all through this <laughs> process. Um, College application. But yeah, you're, yeah. I mean, USC just kind of has a special place in my heart. I, I feel like it'd be so weird because I'm also applying to UCLA. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh um, But it'd just be so weird. I've been wearing this freaking USC lanyard like <laughs> since freshman year every single day. Like I wore it to homecoming the other day. <laughs> um, on top of my suit, like there are pictures of me at homecoming wearing the USC lanyard. Like, wow. I, like it is just, it just has a unique place in my heart. And I, I feel like if I, if I went somewhere else, I could get a fantastic film education, but I'd always want to go back. You know. Yeah. Master's degree. I don't know. Just some way to get back or just spend time on the campus. Cause I just love it there. Um, yeah, you should send this to the USC people. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> you,
0: you should send your homecoming photo as part of your application. I, I was
2: actually thinking about that because one of the one of the prompts says it's it's like a one thousand word essay for cinematic arts, but it says there's no specific format or correct answer, and it's just a PDF that you send. So I I could attach a homecoming picture with my USC lanyard and be like, look, this is how much I love USC. You might think that was funny.
1: Uh, I think lot. you should do it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I didn't go to USC like you did, but I think that would be, I think it'd be pretty funny.
0: Oh, USC has a great sense of humor. I, <laughs> you know, there's no way to have a senior in high school on and not ask about, like, that question. Yeah. But that's, that like, the, probably the, just, it's like if you see a woman who's eight months pregnant, like, <laughs> the first thing you're going <laughs> to talk about is that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just what people talk to you about. Yeah. How's that? It's probably every single conversation you have right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's a huge, you know, there's pressure. How are you coping? How's your mental health right now? Bad. <laughs> <laughs> In a word, oh, bad.
2: Oh, was so honest. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. I think talking about it both helps and hurts because I get a lot of questions answered. But at the same time, I'm just like slowly deteriorating and I have so many essays and I'm working on two different films right now on top of my schoolwork and on top of choir and drama which is just just a ridiculous amount of stuff and I just feel numb to it all at this point <laughs> um yeah I think though you know with acting and doing the various performances it is pretty therapeutic cuz I can take my mind off of college and kind of not worry about that and also you know once January 1st comes I'm done with all my apps. I can just sit back, relax, reap what I've sewn the past three years and just, you know, uh, have a good time final semester of senior year where I'm doing Burroughs' pop show and Shakespeare in Love and Chicago. Chicago? Oh. When
1: is that happening? Tell us about that.
2: February 7th, 8th, and 9th. Easy to remember because why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, seven eight, eight nine. nine yeah so that's <laughs> You're the best. yes thank you so that so that is happening um, yeah shameless Chicago plug good who are you playing Billy Flynn
1: yes. nice
2: yeah uh, so another adult character kind of a mature thing but it's super fun um, and he's not super dark but he's an adult and he's mature um, so yeah yeah I'm really really looking forward to that and then the girl who played Esmeralda in the Hunchback um, is Velma oh my gosh that's
1: gonna be so incredible
2: yeah and then and then the girl who sang the Anastasia song yes who's one of my best friends is Roxy so very cool it's gonna be a lot of fun
1: it's
2: gonna be awesome but yeah the college application season is starting or to kind of wrap up I sent three applications yesterday I'm um, for LMU, Emerson, and what's, what? Where else did I apply? I'm so numb. Oh, Chapman. <laughs> and Chapman. Chapman. Probably my number two, Chapman. Nice. Um, same. Hey,
0: I I got into oh, yeah. LMU and Chapman, and I like wore my Chapman sweatshirt to you know like college day where everybody wears the sweatshirt. Yeah. Because I hadn't heard back from USC. They they're kind of late in getting back. Hmm. Um. So I heard from them last, and then I I I got in. That was it.
2: Well, now USC does this thing where you apply by the December 1st deadline as opposed to the January 1st deadline. And that makes you eligible for scholarships. And if you're eligible for a scholarship uh, or if they are considering you for a scholarship, that means you're already in the school. And they'll contact you in February about that. So if so, if they um, are thinking about offering me a scholarship, I will come in in February and interview for that. That, that means for sure that I'm at least in USC. It's just about the scholarship from that point. But if I don't hear anything in February, that means that they're going to throw my application back in the big pool of all the January 1st applicants. Yeah, and then I just wait for the package in the mail.
0: Um, They've made a lot of changes. I mm-hmm. I was a freshman about 10 years ago. So um, another big change is they have a musical theater program now, which they did oh, not. Yeah. when yeah, I was there. there. Yeah. Um, I know you're going to do film and good choice the film school (laughs) has so much more the theater school is amazing but like (laughs) lucas and spielberg both donated i think a hundred million dollars it's ridiculous there's no name on the theater school because Mm
2: -hmm. there's just not and also also i feel like part of that could be it being on the west coast
0: theater on the west coast not as prominent
2: um but yeah, I, I've, I've thought about maybe minoring in theater, um, which I think yeah. would be a good time.
0: <laughs> Just hop in, take a class, sing yeah. some, you
2: know, you've already got that. And people people change their minds throughout, I'm not going to change my mind about film and directing, but as far as like my minor goes, um, I would be interested in doing acting, maybe writing, maybe English, maybe Japanese,
0: because I have a strange yeah.
2: obsession with Japanese culture, Asian culture in general. That was really random. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> cool. I, I just, yeah, I just love it. So we'll see. Um, we'll see about that. We'll see wow. what happens there. Very cool. Do you? Yeah. How
0: much do you speak right now? Very
2: little. Speaking? I, I mean, if you ask me to like write and read, I might be able to. I know um, all of the hiragana and katakana writing systems. Not all of kanji. Those are the three three different writing systems. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to think if I can conjure a sentence (laughs) um hajima machite uh ilai san um and then let's see ichimi san yon i'm blanking but yeah so i i love that stuff i love i love japanese literature whoa Um, yeah i've this strange obsession with asian culture i don't know where it came from (laughs) um yeah and asian films Movies like the ones from Akira Kurosawa are like awesome, and I love those movies. Um, Yeah, yeah, and I could see myself maybe living in Japan, making films. Probably wouldn't be too happy about that. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, and also you don't know this, but I was I was actually kind of looking into Beijing Film Academy. Um, But yeah, it's too late. Too late for that. But. (laughs)
1: amazing
2: <laughs> um, so yeah that was kind of a, a rando but it's it's, it's all true I mean, it's a part of me
1: that's a very cool fact about you
2: yeah, fun facts with Eli <laughs> that's the Sometimes. name of the episode <laughs> <laughs> fun facts with Eli yeah
1: Um, didn't you I heard that you PA'd at was it Paramount or was it WB WB how was that? What did you What did you work on?
2: So, as part of my USC fanboy process, I emailed <laughs> Shot in the Dark. I emailed a random professor. Well, random to me at that point. His name is uh, John
0: Watson. Of course, John Watson. John We're Watson. like best friends. No, actually, do you know John? No, Watson? no. no, no. Um, <laughs> sorry.
2: <laughs> well, actually, Ouch. He, he he was the producer of Kevin Costner's Robin. Hood. Wow, that's, that's good. And there's plenty of other things. He's one of the. He's one of I feel like kind of the more, I don't know how to say, popular, but like like among like the USC film kids, John Watson is like a main mentor and a person. I didn't know any of that going into it. I just saw, oh, I'm free on Friday. Maybe I could audit a class on Friday. And so on that Monday... And I, I was thinking about emailing him on like a Thursday or like the Thursday before. My dad was like, email him sooner. Maybe he'll get back to you. Maybe he'll, he'll have something for you to do earlier. And he did. So I, I emailed him and I was like, uh, hello, Mr. Watson. Um, I am very, very interested in USC and would love to maybe audit your class on Friday. And he was like, sorry, my class is in production right now. They're working on a film. He's, and he's also a grad student teacher. I didn't know that. I, I figured he was undergrad. I like, yeah, I'm sorry, my students are in production on a film, but if you'd like to PA on said film, we are doing it at the Warner Bros. Studios lot in Burbank, um, which is like a five-minute drive away from my house, so good times.
1: Amazing. Um,
2: yeah, so Tuesday through Friday, I was on the Warner Bros. lot from like 8 a.m. to 3 a.m., Like like just like Whoa. dedicating all of this time. Um, and then one of those days... In the morning, I audited a different one of his classes, so I've I've gone close with him. And my dad, this is another fun fact with Eli, <laughs> my dad uh, just started teaching in the film department, um, oh? in the animation department.
0: That's great. He teaches Amazing. a class now.
2: Yeah, so my dad's teaching adjuncts, and he's getting coffee with John Watson. He's going to meet him. Um, yeah, it's, it's all coming together. I don't really know what else there is to do. I don't know what steps I could take to further my chances, but, <laughs> but I, because I feel like I've done everything possible. I even, I even mentioned my USC lanyard and my USC essay, and I talked about PA opportunity, and, yeah, it's, it's just, it's so crazy, the process, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um,
1: I really think with everything you've done, you have a, a really good chance of getting into, into USC.
0: I think it's a good experience, because that's very much the life of an artist, is doing everything you possibly can, stressing about it, beating yourself up, questioning if you can do more, yeah, and then having no guarantee. Yeah. That's a little grim. I mean,
2: that's everything, though. It's auditions. It's it's no, 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 yes. No, 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 yes. Hopefully, that's not the case with the colleges I get into. Hopefully, it's not no, 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 yes, 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 yes. Um... But, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's fair to draw a comparison between the life of an artist and um, a teenager applying for college. You know, there's a, a lot of, a lot of reject- rejection and a lot of work, um, but in the end, you're, you end up where you want to be, and it's all worth it. Yeah, and, and uh, what Mr. Jennings has told me is that, you know, wherever you get in, wherever you decide to go to, you will feel like it's the right place for you. And I've never met anyone who's like, oh, I hated my college, you know, like I, I feel like it's, I feel like most people typically end up not necessarily where they expected they were going to go, but at least a place where they felt at home and they grew closer to and enjoyed it, you know, once they got there. So although USC is my first choice, I think, I think Mr. Jennings's first choice was university of michigan or something and then he got into he got into usc uh did an interview and was like oh my gosh i'm in love with this place and then decided to pick usc so who knows maybe that could be my situation with chapman maybe that could be nyu emerson ucla um (laughs) but (laughs) um yeah we'll, we'll we'll see and i'll keep you updated
1: yeah um
0: yeah, let us know. We'll we'll do an update on the podcast when yeah, you when you get in. It's like
2: at the end of Shark Tank when they're like, "This is where they are now. They have their yeah. own business."
1: We're gonna do a "This is where Eli is now" episode. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be great.
0: Eli's fun facts. Fun, <laughs> facts with Eli.
1: fun facts part two. Yeah. Fun,
0: fact, Even fun facts. Even more fun facts. So let's let's talk. You know, since we're projecting your future already, let's go past college now. Okay. What do you what do you think that life looks like? Do you, do you need to get, you know, a job to a financial job that just pays the mm-hmm. bills right out of school? Have you thought about that? Are you, uh, you seem to have a pretty good understanding of the, you know, we talked about rejection mm-hmm. and how it goes, but what's the dream and what's the like, prepare mm-hmm. for the okay. worst?
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of in my nature to plan super far ahead in life and kind of lay up my life.
1: I, were you guys separated at birth?
0: This <laughs> is you...
2: so ridiculous. He's <laughs> literally like, like fifth grade, probably. I wanted to go to USC. Like my, my dad dug right. up an email of him contacting a Chapman professor, being like, USC is his number one, but he'd love to check out the facilities. And did end up checking. But I know that Chapman <laughs> is an incredible school, right? And I'd love to go to Chapman. Yeah, it's it's just in my nature to plan so far ahead. Yep. So yeah, yep. so after...
0: <laughs> Same. When you texted ETA 536 today on your way over here, I was like, this is this, is... this kid. I believe <laughs> in this kid. He literally was
1: like, love this kid. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, um, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> is,
2: sure. Well, yeah, let's, let's see. So I, I guess after college, if, hopefully I end up at a college where it'll filter into some kind of internship or something nice like that. My path, the way I would like it to be laid out is, I guess, get an internship, a paid internship. Hopefully, I've I, I talked with some friends. Like, we could rent an apartment. Talked about getting a hedgehog named Biscuit. I think that'd be really fun. Oh my gosh, I friend had a hedgehog's. hedgehog named
1: Chicken Noodle. <gasps> Loved that hedgehog.
2: Wait, you had one?
1: No, a friend of mine did. Oh, and we would have, like, rehearsals chicken and stuff noodle. like that. And she'd bring Chicken Noodle to <laughs> rehearsal, and we'd just, like, a hang out with name? the hedgehog. If they're so um, cute. So okay, cute. Go on, sorry. Um,
2: yes, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, living in an apartment with the boys, interning. Nice. And then at some point, I would like to get a production team together, hopefully one that I've kind of worked with in college and make an indie film, maybe a short film. Hopefully it'll get picked up at uh, Sunday in Tribeca or something like that. I'm um, going to get noticed. Maybe that means writing screenplays and entering competitions, just getting screenplays out there, pitching stuff. Hopefully I'll get to a pl- place where I'm financially self um Self-sufficient, is that the right term to use? Yes, financially self-sufficient. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'll be able to work towards writing, directing, um, and acting in my own stuff, which I don't know exactly how to get there because I don't i don't know what it's like pitching something and it's like, all right, this movie is about a boy and that boy is me and I'm <laughs> acting, like, I, don't, I don't really know how to get there. Um, But I feel like once once a person reaches a certain level of success, they can probably make decisions where they can, you know, just have some more say in, like, what they want to do, what parts of production they want. So yeah, yeah, ultimate end goal is writing, directing, acting in my own stuff. I might get there through internships, just grasping every opportunity I can get. You know, probably do theater productions, probably... I, I, have, I have an agent right now, but I maybe get I maybe get an audition for a commercial like
0: once every three months. <laughs> um, How do you like auditioning? Oh, I hate it. Yeah,
2: same. It sucks. The worst. It's it's just cruel. It's just yeah. negative. It's so negative. Yeah, it's 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 the only place that's not high school where you can walk into a room and just expect to be judged. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's
2: like like you you. You enter the room. You don't know if they're going to be nice to you. Many times it's just cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: They're like on their phone. They're not even paying yeah. attention. Yeah.
2: I hate it. And I hate sitting in the waiting room and there's like 30 other people who look exactly like you except maybe a little bit taller mm-hmm. or wearing some nicer clothes even though you're wearing probably like the same flannel and mm-hmm. the same denim jeans. Yeah. it just It's just uncomfortable and weird and kind of like, I don't know, just kind of strange like the I don't know it just makes you feel uncomfortable when you see other people dressed as you um,
0: what kind of stuff are you going in for like you know we talked about what amazing mm-hmm. roles you get to play on stage and then if you're going in for commercial auditions it's probably not a great you're not singing out there you're yeah. not dude you know it's yeah. not all of your talent you, you
2: don't. yeah you're not showcasing
0: what's been like the most what's been an audition where you were just like this is like, I don't even need to know how to act to be able to do this
2: I'm trying to think there there was there's an audition for and I've, I've never I've I've gone so few auditions but I've, I've probably gotten more opportunities through choir connections and Mr. Mm-hmm. Jennings than I have through my agent. My first audition was some I think toothpaste commercial or something and it involved me like, tapping on a girl's shoulder and being like, hey, will you sign my yearbook? I don't know how that got toothpaste. I have no idea. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, but I walked in and, I mean, I, it was, I was super new to it. So he's like, hand shot. And I'm like, what does that mean? So you have to hold up your (laughs) hands and they take pictures of your hands? Which is like the most awkward thing ever. It's like, like... why? Why do you need to know what my hands look like? And he's like, and he's like, okay, so you're going to stand there Okay so the sides the sides give my character no lines. It's just walks up, holds out yearbook um, and she's supposed to be like, "Oh, of course." And I'm like like signs the yearbook and walks <laughs> away. And so I I thought my job was to stand there, give her the yearbook, be like a nerdy person. But he's like he's like, "All right, so you're going to like tap her on the shoulder and you're going to be like, oh, saw my yearbook. Um but the way the way he explained it made it seem like I just had to be really passionate about like holding out the yearbook, but I I did it <laughs> and I was like I was like sorry, they couldn't they hear <laughs> he my, I acted That's
1: it great. out, um, <laughs> it was brilliant, I was cast
2: him, um, tears, <laughs> laughter flood the room, um, but yeah, so, so I, I tapped, and he's like, he's like, he's like, what are you, mute, you can't talk to her, and I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know I was supposed to say anything, <laughs> like, I'm so sorry, he's like, he's like, okay, do it, do it again, do it one more time, and I did it, and I was like, and, but I didn't even know what to say like there's nothing written so yeah. I was just like will you, will you sign my yearbook? yeah so and then I left the room and I was just like that is gross like like I don't ever want to do that again yeah it Just it's just ugh I, I hate it so much it's
1: so soul sucking when you see yeah. auditions like that because you're like I
2: don't what? <laughs> why? And it, and it comes like it becomes and also when there's like when the director isn't in, isn't in the room it's like someone's minion recording on a camera mm-hmm. it's like where is like I don't mean it I don't want to sound like pretentious but like where like where's the respect for the craft yeah like like where is like where is the appreciation for art in something yeah. like that
1: because it's, you're right it's an assistant or something like yeah. that and they one have no idea what the director really wants but they have their idea of what it's supposed to be so a yeah. lot of times like they'll give you the wrong notes or they'll give you a note that's just like so Sending like the wrong so the wrong direction and you're like I didn't get that from this character breakdown but thank you mm-hmm. for the n-. and then you have to like adjust but then why if that's not yeah. the vision of the project
2: I, and, yeah and, and if the people around you aren't happy and it's not like in like a joyful collaborative experience then like what is the art being produced mm-hmm. like like I've I, I can't imagine doing a theater production and like the entire time people are backstage just like sitting by themselves or like glaring at each Mm -hmm. other and like not actually loving what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the audition room is like the absolute worst place. Just because there's, there's no, there's no respect for each other. Mm -hmm. There's no appreciation. It's so superficial. They're not even going based. Like there's, there's no situation where it's like, I mean, from what I've gathered, it's really rare where it's like, all right, you don't really fit the look. You're not exactly what we're looking for, but you were incredible. Yes. So we're going to, we're going to get you a callback. Like, like, like yeah. it's, it's no, it's, it's how do you look, mm-hmm. which which is just, I don't know. I, I think it's so superficial and which is yeah. another reason why I've, I feel like I haven't chose chosen acting as like my main route because I don't want to spend the next 10 years of my life just being judged. Like, and I want to be creating art and I want to be storytelling I don't want to be waiting for opportunities to tell stories when I could just write or direct an indie film or something like that. You're going to be so successful. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Yeah. We, you, we went over it, but you said you're working on two films right now. What phase of production are you in and, and what are those? Oh, I'm crutching my eyes. ASMR. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> but so I'm working on two different films right now. One is for Chapman and one is for USC. And then, kind of the other ones, they ask for maybe two films. And, and so, I'll. And actually, I was working on three films, and the third one was actually 10 minutes long. But, and, and that was for NYU, who's. You went to NYU. I went to NYU. <laughs> yeah, toured NYU. I loved NYU. I'm sorry, I didn't come here with an NYU lanyard. That's
1: okay. Um, I'm surrounded, as you can see, by USC everything, so it's yeah. it's totally fine, I get yeah, it. Yeah, and there's
2: no rivalry right now. No, like, no,
1: it's, it, um, they're totally different schools. Yeah. It's great,
2: though, if you end up going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was working on a 10-minute film called Messages, which I poured my heart into, but then NYU changed the requirement, so it was no longer a 10-minute film, and they turned it into a 5-minute film, so I'm just using my USC film for that now, but I was almost done with Messages, and I... I worked so hard on that. And that was like one of those ones where it was end of junior year. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to make it like a solid film for NYU. It's going to be the film I work on over the summer and like perfect. And I was just finishing up when NYU changed their guidelines or their their prompt for that. So Uh, yeah, but now I'm working on two different films. One is specifically for Chapman. I might end up using it for other schools. It's called, (laughs) so stupid. It's called Stalling and is... It's so ridiculous, and it's not the kind of movies I'd want to make. But it's just kind of the first thing that came to mind when I read the Chapman prompt, which is show a character going through a difficult and dramatic decision. I figured that the uh, application, the admissions committee, would be super tired of seeing like super dramatic stuff. So I did. I made something pretty stupid, but also <laughs> I think really funny. It's called Stalling, and it's about a kid who really has to pee, and there's <laughs> it's a three urinal situation. And the two guys on the outer two urinals are like really big and bulky. And he doesn't want to have to go in the urinal between them. It's a common situation for guys out there. I'm sure you can attest to that. It's it's everywhere you go. And it's called stalling because he's having a hard time making his way there. Right. Oh, gosh. I can't. I, <laughs> I know. I, it he's feels like re- you have to see <laughs> it. Yeah, it feels weird talking about it, but it felt even weirder making it and writing it. Um, but it's got some laughs. Oh, and the entire thing is to the song "O oh Fortuna from Carmina Barana, which is like a huge choral, like, dark piece. Wow. Um, it's pretty out there. I sent it to John Watson. He enjoyed it thoroughly. Nice. Uh, he had a great, great. time. Um, and then my <laughs> other film is my actual USC film, which is called Still, and I don't want to give too much away because if if anyone watching this wants to see still I don't want it to be spoiled for them because it Ooh. has a huge plot twist Ooh. um basically it opens on a boy played by a very good friend of mine who is sitting in a chair and he's smiling into the camera and he's frozen still and he's like smiling like this and the first shot is like and the, the sound the the score is just like drums like beating and it like speeds up and the first shot is like this camera slowly moving towards his face as he's just like sitting like this. Basically, and, and through my voiceover, you're understanding like he was frozen still, he remembers a bright flash of light and a weird snapping noise and all of a sudden he can't move. And you find out why and it's one of those like, oh, situations, which I I really like it. And that's my favorite out of the two for sure. And USC also says show us a film that reflects your aesthetic and emotional and uh, a- aesthetic emotional intellectual interests which that one by far does more than stalling (laughs) um but yeah still it's they're both almost done just finessing some stuff with color grading and uh working on the title and credits but yeah i'm I'm really proud of them i'm really really proud of them yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see if usc likes still and we'll see if chapman likes stalling i sure hope so i hope they don't think it's like too juvenile or I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But I sent in my, chat, my Chapman my application as far as like the common app goes. But um, the film supplement is due in the next few days. Nice. It's like a crunch time finishing up those films. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what's going on in my life right now. Apart from drama choir, uh, is working on these two films, taking up a lot of time. But it's also so much fun, and I it's what I love to do. So.
0: One more question about filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Let's imagine. Years from now, you get a uh, huge budget from a studio. You basically like you're the the Damien Chazelle of the moment, and oh, you yeah. can like make what you want to make. What <laughs> kind of story would you want to tell?
2: Do you do you want a like a uh, like a logline, like 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 a summary of a film? Because like because I got a couple of those. Here, okay, I'll start by talking about like general like what kind of things I want to make. Great, and I can tell you some ideas I have. So yeah, I I like. I just like really, really interesting and well-developed characters. I think characters should be at the heart of every good story. And I feel like a lot of that comes from my experience as an actor, loving characters with moral ambiguity, you know, the Jean Valjean moral rel- relativity scenario where it's like steal a loaf of bread. Oh, he's a bad guy, but it's for his, um, but it's for his starving family. Like like characters where there's like a lot of struggle and kind of, moral ambiguity like you like yeah. they are real human beings they make bad decisions those kinds of stories so i have two different films and the, the reason i actually have these films pretty well laid out and i'm not going to go too far in depth a because i don't want to bore anyone and b because if i get them made more plot twists could be spoiled so sure
0: <laughs> planning ahead
2: yes planning ahead but you do yeah oh and and also For USC, one of their prompts is, tell us about a feature film you want to make. Mm. So I talk about what I'm going to talk about now, Mm -hmm. which fuses my love for storytelling and an experience with my grandpa suffering from dementia with Asian culture. And it it sounds super weird, and like like those two things, like how is that? But it's called Domain, and screw it, I'll, I'll give away the plot twist. But basically, there's an old... An old... Chinese man and I, I follow it sounds so weird um, but so it's it's an old Chinese man living in Oklahoma and he's defending his house from a government official who says they're gonna pull an eminent domain and take the house away from him to fund like a or to to use as land for a like a state park and he's defending his land like with a shotgun it's kind of a thriller. Um, but he's struggling with memory loss. Like he's, he's losing his memory. Mm -hmm. And so the film kind of goes back and forth in between his past. I mean, it's his immigration and how he escaped like general Mao, like, like the the Chinese, uh, revolution and escaped to America and his family struggle. And the whole, it goes back and forth between flashbacks. He, He has a box of mementos that he'll like open up and Um, and it'll like trigger different flashbacks, but every time he like picks one up and you see the flashback, he then like can't figure out what it means to him anymore and like throws in the trash. And it goes back and forth between that and him defending this house and the house to him is kind of representative of his past. Like this is the first thing he bought, um, in America and, uh, has pictures of his family and all this stuff. And so he's defending his house, which represents his past as he's trying, as he's struggling with losing his past and yeah the entire time he's talking with his daughter who is kind of helping him cope with the situation the ending is you discovered that the government official who's trying to take the house from him is not actually a government official and it's his son who you've seen in the flashbacks as a little boy who is trying to get the house from him and trying to take advantage of him oh. because he's losing his memory so that's the end yeah i i, th- I, I think it'd be pretty cool. It's a lot about, like, the family dynamic and about trying to not hold on to the past and focusing on the present and what you got around you. So, yeah, at the end, the old man lights his house on fire uh, and is like, forget the past. And then he holds hands with his daughter and his son, who he just figured out is his son, and watches the house go up in flames. So that's that movie. Oh. It's it's called... it's, It's called Domain. Um, oh
1: my gosh.
2: I, I feel like it'd be pretty cool. It's, it's very unique and pretty ambitious. Yeah, so that's one right. of them.
0: Great.
1: Right. Wow. <laughs> You're incredible. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait to see this movie. Thank you. When you eventually make it.
2: And yeah, the other one is called The Method. And this one, my dad doesn't like this idea. <laughs> but I, I I stand by it. So it's basically a dude who is really passionate about improv comedy and he auditions for a sketch comedy troupe called The Method. and it's led by super popular like think like Steve Carell, like mm-hmm. if he if he kind of led a really popular improv troupe or like they had like televised events and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's auditioning for that. It's an improv sketch comedy troupe and he gets in. And as he starts to do more and more performances, they kind of, like, have different hazing rituals and stuff that they do on him. Mm. And it gets darker. And then he kind of gets involved in other things where they hurt each other. And, like, not just, like, beating each other up, but, like, ruining their lives. Like, messing with their families and stuff. Oh, wow. And when one... <laughs> have you heard this, Mom, before? You've never heard this before? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um... So then I think a huge accident happens. I think someone's going to die. And think think kind of like Jordan Peele Get Out scenario where it's like a comedy in the first half and then huge tone shift. And it's like, <laughs> wait, what is going on? So basically he discovers that this comedy troupe uses what many people think about comedians, how it's like think really tragic circumstances like mitch hedberg robin williams Mm -hmm. where it's like really really broken people with sad lives who use it as fuel to create the best comedy Mm -hmm. so the improv troupe is called the method because they are using the method like like doing things in real life where they injure each other ruin each other's lives to make for better comedy so yeah and then and then the main characters struggle between like do I continue doing this because it's what I love and I want to be really good at it, or do I let it go and live a happy, healthy life? So that's that movie. I Like that,
0: almost all of my favorite things. Act one is comedic, and then mm-hmm. act two gets dramatic. Yeah, I love I love when things shift like that. You ever did Into the Woods? No, I've seen it. You've seen it, and I love Into the Woods.
2: But yeah, that that definitely has got a tone shift. It's mm-hmm. yeah, even even things like Our Town, fun, happy times, and then the last act is literally called like Death. Yeah. um and it's dealing with yeah going going from like happiness this is the way things are and then kind of taking a turn and sometimes sometimes the tone shift doesn't necessarily have to be like super happy to super sad but yeah d- definitely different phases of storytelling and that's one of the reasons why 2001 a space odyssey is one of my favorite movies because literally the movie is about the dawn of man to the end of man and like the first half of the movie is like beautiful scenery and like apes <laughs> like 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 these like, <laughs> different things. And then the second act is like a thriller. And it's just cool how it kinda jumps around, which would be really cool. Domain doesn't really have that shift. Um I mean it could it could progress as any good movie should, you know, it should the conflict should get more and more and more intense. Um I mean he's he's losing his memory. He's getting worse at that as his son or, it is, and I don't know why I, I was finger. I don't even know how to finger quoting. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So that that's kind of in a gist, in a very large nutshell, the kind of films I'd want to make and the kind of storyteller I feel like I am. Yeah, we'll we'll see if those movies end up getting made, or even if they end up getting written. But yeah, I'm I'm hoping they do.
0: I I'm very excited for you. I think you've got. Whether you get the resources from like a big studio and you know you you go in and you pitch and you get the mm-hmm. funding, or you're just shooting stuff on your iPhone, which you know is that how did you shoot the the Chapman film and and the C film? What cameras did you use?
2: My dad bought a Blackmagic four K. Beautiful cinema camera. Nice. So I'm so lucky, so lucky. Nice. Yeah, so lucky. That camera actually has been through a lot. <laughs> we <laughs> another film I made a PSA. Like a suicide awareness PSA I made a little while ago that used the like it it was using street lights and the different colors to represent like the different stages of mental illness. So my dad and I were trying to get the shot of the different street lights and he put it on a boom pole and he screwed it on and he lifted it up. Oh, before we like we were walking across the street with it and the camera goes meow, <sighs> and the asphalt breaks. Oh, yes. And then he got yeah he he. <laughs> I think the warranty was still up. So he, he was able to get a new one and that one stopped working all of a sudden. And so he got mailed another one, but it got mailed to the wrong address. Oh my gosh. So Yeah. So there's kind of a chase to get that camera back. But yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky for the resources and that camera is, it's fantastic. So yeah, if, if I were to get a production team together right now, that's, that's the camera I would use without a doubt. Um, and it's, it's just a great camera like like i would use it if i if i had all that if i had all the money and the resources for anything i would still use that camera because i just love it
0: um well i'm i'm sure you'll create amazing things and tell a bunch of great stories i lo- i mean you're gonna circumvent auditioning it sounds like by just making your own stuff and mm-hmm. getting to that that place where you you can do that and don't have to ask girls to sign your yearbook so you can <laughs> brush your teeth. For a
2: toothpaste commercial. <laughs> yes, yes. I still don't know how it got there. I don't know how, <laughs> where the connection was. If I
1: one day see a commercial on TV where a kid is asking for his yearbook to be signed and it's like a Colgate commercial or something, I'm going to be like, that's the one! <laughs> that's that's the it! One. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it relates to it, but that's it!
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you sign my yearbook, Colgate. <laughs>
1: toothpaste. Keep your teeth white.
0: What? <laughs> um, well... We're so excited for you. Best of luck.
1: Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. You're the best. Fight on. Fight on.